All right, you guys, so it's May. Well, it's halfway through May, but I did want to make a podcast about um, Mental Health Awareness Month, which is celebrated every May. I don't think I did one last year. I think I did one right before um, May started, like April 20-something. But here's a mid year checkup. I know I did a mental health podcast in January because January is a tough month for me and so is May. Um, And sometimes it's not something that we can control. It's just situations that we were in or that we are reminded of or, you know, we all have our small issues and I wanted to check in with all the people that do listen to me or have any problems because I do uh, have a therapist. I do work on a lot of things. I've noted a lot of things throughout the year that have helped me that my therapist said I was on the right path. I just didn't have the right medium. Um, So a little bit about how I treat it. So a lot of the times when I was growing up, It's not that I wasn't allowed to feel feelings. I didn't have like a bad example of how to, as you would say, express those feelings or just keep them inside or even like how to process them. Right. I didn't, it's not like I had a bad example. They were just like toughen up and, and boys don't cry. It it wasn't like that. I really didn't have the time to be emotional, to, have a down day, you know, I I would still feel like sad or upset, but I never let that affect my day. And part of me like that about myself, because I got a lot of stuff done. And now that I am more aware, um, sometimes it stops me because I actually have to sit there and process it instead of just ignore it and keep it moving. (laughs) Like, like, you know, most men do. And it's unfortunate that it's mostly men because we, a lot of times we don't have time to sit there and reflect upon our feelings and try to figure out, well, why do I feel like this, right? There's a lot of questions I had when I was a kid um, that I unfairly was angry at some people about, maybe, or even unfairly angry at myself, right? Like, uh... I used to do everything good, right, in general. I never sped. I didn't run stop signs. uh, I volunteered. If I had any kind of money, I would donate. I would help. If you needed a helping hand, I was there. If you needed a shoulder, I was there. And a lot of times I would just talk with people, um... Because they actually had a healthy mental awareness. I'm like me. I was just like, yeah, okay, this happened. But I got to go to practice, so I can't really think about it. Uh, So I never experienced that myself. And it was kind of hard to try to be comfortable enough to ask your friends or speak about it with my parents or speak about it with anybody at all. Like. My best friends, I've been, I've been best friends with the people who I consider my, my actual best friends from childhood for over 20 years now. I'm 33 
And I think my oldest two best or three best friends I've been friends with for 25 years. So you would think you'd be the most comfortable with them. But it was like a revolving door of, well, they've never seen me like this. When I needed them, I didn't want to burden them. And then you keep going, you keep going, you keep going. Now I'm 30 and it's like, hey, I'm actually exploring my problems. But do I need to tell my friends? And it, I, I tell you, it's hard. I've known these guys for 25 years and it's still difficult. They know everything about me except for that part of my brain. And it's not like I'm trying to hide anything from somebody. It is just legitimately scary. It is scarier than anything that you could do in real life to me. You know, I used to say uh, when I was playing football, my only fear was that if I made it to the NFL and I was <laughs> I was caught down uh, on a draw or a lead play and Adrian Peterson is running the ball. Like that was my only fear because I didn't know what was going to happen to me. Right. Either he was going to run me over. He's going to shake me out of my shoes or he's going to run past me because, <laughs> because I got scared. And I've never had a true fear outside of that in my life other than, you know, admitting that I needed help. Even saying that right now, after I have gotten help, and after I understand that help is necessary, um, it's still kind of weird, you know? Now, I'm not physically talking to anybody to their face right now. I'm only talking to you. And if you listen to this, um, thank you, first off. And number two, you'd be the only one hearing it because it'll be in your headphones. Hopefully you're not blasting this over an entire gymnasium. If you are, tell them all to subscribe so I can do this full time, right? Uh, <laughs> but when when I go and talk about it, even to my therapist, I have to explain to her. Well, she kind of understands because I've given her my background um, because I'm not a normal person in the sense where... I had to be more of a man growing up than a child. So I never got to experience some childlike thing. So, like, I remember reading bills for my mom. I remember reading statements for my mom. I remember going to the hospital and having to explain to the doctor because I understood what my mom was trying to explain to the doctor. But she didn't have the correct vocabulary yet to get the point across. You know, so I was doing all these things and it was, I was so tired, like my brain was going for so long. And plus I was a decently smart kid. So I would try to just occupy my brain with stuff to do. And then on top of that, I was a kid before the internet was the thing. So it was like, you get home, you get home from practice. So you're already tired. But then your homeboy is like, you want to go hoop down the street? You want to go um, toss a ball at the field? Um, so we would do stuff all day. And then after that, I would do homework. And then around midnight, I would get on and we would play Xbox all night. So I never had the downtime to explore what was going on with my brain. Like, for example... Most of my friends are military. I'm from a military town, born and raised. I've moved because of the military. So 
when my dad retired, we thought, you know, he missed all the wars. He was, <laughs> he's so military minded that he wanted to, you know, be involved with, you know, combat. That's what he was doing um, in the army. Well, when September 11th happened, uh, he got the opportunity to go overseas, not in the military, but in a sense, side by side with the military. He was a contractor. And I never felt like he wasn't coming home. Now, I don't know if this is a product of him or like I know who he was or how tough he was or his ability to to get stuff done. But I remember when those videos would start to come out where it's like, oh, their dad was deployed and they surprised him on a football field. I used to not feel anything because I was wondering why they were all crying and being so sad and or so overjoyed because in my brain, it's like, did you not expect them to come home? Uh, I know there's a chance of, you know, something catastrophic happening, but I never doubted the fact that my dad wasn't coming home and he did that for 15 years. And since I was in college for half the time, I didn't like I want to say in some years I didn't even see him. Uh, He never called my cell phone because it would cost so much because back in the day, um, taking international calls actually cost more money. I think they changed it after a while if you're calling from um, wherever he was. It wasn't he wasn't at a military base when he, he was in Iraq and Afghanistan, but those stations had sat phones, satellite phones where you can make calls and. I think they made it so that those calls didn't count as international calls. So your bill wasn't like $500 when you got it at the end of the month. So you didn't get in trouble talking to your parents. But still, um, my dad came home twice a year, one week each time. Uh, never on any holidays, never his birthday. Just whenever he could get leave. Uh, like I said, he called my mom. And I don't think my mom really need those phone calls either because that just kind of worried her. My mom worried, but she still never, you know, was emotional like those people on the videos. So I thought that was just the healthiest way to deal with it, you know. Set the expectation here so whenever it's met, you're not overly excited or sad either way. So when I try to explore those things, they feel like I learned how to deal with feelings as a skill and not necessarily feeling these emotions, right? I know what happy is. My dad came home. Yep. Cool. I'm happy. My dad has to leave. And All right, dad. I'll, I'll see you uh, hopefully when you get back. And that was it. Like I didn't eat, I didn't cry. I wasn't sad. I wasn't depressed for a few weeks. I just had to go about my day. And could be healthy, could be really unhealthy either way um if you can explore those feelings somehow. But it became really unhealthy when I got depressed and I've I've told this story plenty of times on here. 
even though this podcast is only a year old. Um, but that time when I was working in a gym and I thought that was what I wanted to do because I was there all day. I was coaching all day. I was lifting all day and it wasn't forced like it was in football. I felt like I was making a choice and doing it, but on the inside, I was depressed. And that big mountain that I got over after my incident made me realize, it's like, well, maybe I should explore this a little bit more. Maybe I should not think about it, but write it down as an experience. And what I mean is, you're still thinking about it, right? I can't just stop. How do you undo 25 to 30 years of doing something? If that's almost the span of your entire life, that's more than 90% of my life that I've lived like this. And it's only been this year that I've started to get the help, start to talk about it, explore those things. Like, I have a problem with being thanked or being praised. Like, to me, that didn't make sense. Because why would you tell me, good job, I didn't set out to do a bad job? Why did you thank me? I was going to help you either way because you need to help. Stuff like that. And even that is unhealthy. And I don't mean unhealthy for me. But I mean, unhealthy for an environment where you rely on somebody to be a partner, a team member, helper, teacher, you know, policeman, fireman, people, you know, one of these things is like, I always take my time to thank anybody. And I hope no one's, well, it could be because we're all human, but I hope no one's faking it when they were in a Vietnam vet hat because I, I've i read enough Vietnam books where I know that they didn't get thanked like they should, regardless of what you think about the military industrial system and regardless of what you think if you're pro-war or anti-war. Those men and women went over there and had the worst experience ever and to come back and have people downplay the experience the thoughts the the mental capacity that it took to go over there and fight in jungle warfare that's just unfair you know and they didn't ask to do that they signed up for the military they deserve to be at least thanked you know and so i always and if i can i'll try to pay for anything if if they need something, you know, no matter how small, if they want a candy bar, hey, I got you, man. Hey, you need groceries? Here, I got you. Now, big help? I don't know. I can't pay your car payment. But look, if I can at least make your day better, um, because from a- every book, as cool as I thought it was, I didn't live it. <laughs> so you can make stuff sound cool in a book. You know, yeah, there's helicopters surrounding us. There's gunfire everywhere. And I was yelling at my walkie-talkie. Yeah, that sounds cool. Reading. But think about if you're the guy on the walkie-talkie with the helicopter surrounding you and gunfire everywhere. That's not cool. It's kind of cool, but it's not cool to to just have that as an experience sometimes, you know. 
And you don't know how that'll affect you when you're coming home. And for people, for that to happen and then people to be so negative, it's the ability to be thanked and praised is kind of tough, especially for people who are serial achievement getters like I was. You know, I never got a B. Like, that wasn't an option. I got perfect attendance. Like, why would you miss school? It's only for you. Like, school is great for you. I don't care about the system. I don't care about society. You can't take away my accomplishment. I accomplished it. So whether you like it or not, and it doesn't even have to be a big thing. I I woke up at 7 o'clock all week, and I didn't press snooze. Like, you can't take those achievements away. And if someone says, hey, man, that was a great job, my first thought would be like, but I put an alarm. That's what I was supposed to do. I'm like, hey, I did do a good job, right? I did do a great job setting out and achieving my goal. And that was my uh, lesson for this week with my therapist. And I was like, man, I didn't even think of how negative that could make somebody else feel. It's like, hey, I'm just trying to thank you, man. You did a good job. Thanks for helping me. You didn't have to. It's really helped. Now I can kind of relax when I when I get something done. So when when you sit down with your thoughts at the end of the day and you go, "Well, who am I really? Why am I like this?" That's a great way to start your recovery from whatever debilitating thing that's going on with you. You know, I used to keep a loose journal and I didn't do it in any particular order. I used to just write stuff down when I was angry or when I was sad. And it brings me back to those feelings and situations to where I can now reflect, but in a better way, than out of pure just energy. Like I can I have the processing power to deal with it. I think one of my biggest achievements thus far from seeing a therapist and being able to talk, I've never not been able to have a discussion, but when the discussion teeters on argument, I just shut down because I don't like to argue. But I wouldn't do it in the best way. I would just leave or I would just yell. And as intelligent as I am and as many words I can use to express what's going on in my head, now that I know how to go through it, sometimes it is better to say, hey, I don't think I can contribute to this conversation anymore. I am not finished But we can pick this up later on when we're both in a better state to speak about what's actually happening and not go off on tangents to where we're both mad at each other. And when I have that going through my head, I feel like such a relief. Now, I'm still upset or angry or whatever I'm doing, and it doesn't give me a lot of time to think about what I want to think about. 
but it does prevent me from saying a lot of unnecessary things that will not contribute to the overall situation. And a lot of times people get into arguments because they react and say something out of reaction instead of taking even a second to think about what they said. Now, like I've said before, I don't have any regrets because I've always thought about it. But then when you start talking to somebody that just flings reactions to you, it's kind of hard because in football, it's all kind of reactionary, right? Uh, You do one thing and the subsequent person does another right away. So if I see a receiver step inside, I try to shade inside. If I see a receiver step outside, I aim for the top of the shoulder and try to go through his body, right? Like there's a lot of small things that you just see and do and see and do. And a lot of times when someone says you're a piece of trash, your first option is like, well, then F you. (laughs) And then that doesn't, neither of you guys contributed. And now you're having an argument about something you weren't talking about. Right? So, Having that mental capacity to slow down, let's stop, let's think this through, let's get back to a healthier spot where we can have a a good discussion, helps. And I feel like (laughs) with this conversation, I'm so all over the place, but that's kind of how mental health works, you know? So I'm not going to stick around and talk too long about this. I think I've gotten my point across to where go find a good therapist that you can speak to, right? It's not me. You can listen to me. And sometimes I can provide therapy, you know what? Because you you guys need to go out there and work hard, get achievements, be kind. Um, We're all on this planet together despite all the people that are hating each other. You just turn on the news and how much negativity there is. We are here. We are all on the same team. We hate the government. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Government, don't go after me. You're not going to take a lot away, but that's all I got. Um, Just to be better. And you know what? If you don't think you have mental problems, cool. You can always leave a therapist. But when you go in there, in that office, or on that Zoom, and talk to that person, a lot of times... You'll find stuff you didn't even know you were hiding from yourself. Um, Before I get off, there's a bit of MMA news. Francis Ngannou signs with the PFL. That's crazy. I'll have more details about it on the next um, MMA podcast that I do. Uh, Outside of that, I'm still having trouble trying to make this running video. Run training has been going really good for this 5K, but man, it is difficult to make a video by yourself when you don't have a decent camera and you don't want to do too, you don't want to jump through too many hoops for a simple video. So I will get that done. Y'all can hold me accountable to it. If not, you know, just spam. Where's that video, uncle, (laughs) on Twitter or Instagram? With that being said, you guys, thank you for listening. Check up on your family and friends. You know, it is Mental Health Awareness Month. Mental Health Awareness Day is in October. 
But take the time this month to reach out to somebody that you think might be struggling. And don't make it sound bad because we're all struggling. Make them feel welcome about it because I know most of you guys are more emotionally in tune than I am and I can do it. I know you can do it too. So until then, Uncle Phil's out. Peace.